Royman's Product Management Podcast. Achieving product success requires collaboration. Product people, stakeholders, and development teams have to work together in order to create value. But when people collaborate, things don't always go smoothly and issues emerge. As the person in charge of the product, you should address these issues and offer constructive feedback. That's often easier said than done, though. Asking people to change their behavior can be difficult, especially when you're not their boss. In this podcast episode, I share practical tips to help you give effective feedback, solve issues, and strengthen the connections with the individuals involved. When people collaborate to create or enhance a product, it's normal that problems arise. Here are four examples. Joe, the sales rep, has promised a feature to an important customer without first talking to you, the person in charge of the product. Sue, the scrum master, wanted to help the development team get better at sprint planning, but the team still overcommits and underdelivers. Pete, the marketeer, agreed to rework the marketing strategy to support the next major release, but to your surprise, you discover that he has hardly made any progress, even though the release is only a few weeks away. And finally, Cindy, who helps you manage the product, started to come late to meetings, and recently, she even missed one without telling you in advance. Now, it can be tempting to ignore people issues like the ones I just shared and focus on your product-related tasks like reviewing the product strategy, updating the product roadmap, and refining the product backlog. But this is hardly a recipe for success. Problems like the one I mentioned will hardly go away on their own. Instead, they may even get worse over time. Consequently, you'll have to deal with more unsolicited feature requests, poor development team performance, an ineffective marketing strategy, and meetings that are poorly attended, to stay with the examples I shared. It is therefore important that you exercise leadership and address the people issues you are facing, even if this can be challenging and require courage at times. On the positive side, when done correctly, it will not only remove the problems, it will help the individuals grow and strengthen your connections with them. Now, offering feedback, as I've mentioned, can be challenging. Luckily, there are a number of established feedback models and frameworks in place. However, these tend to focus more on people who act as the boss, who are people managers, and uh, offer feedback to a team member, a subordinate. And so, based on models like the SEDA model, I've developed my own framework that contains six steps. And these are connection, objective, issue, causes, actions, and disclosure. And I'll discuss those steps in detail shortly. I'd just like to say that the framework is designed specifically with product people in mind, so it doesn't require that you are the boss of the person you're offering feedback to. But uh, before you start offering feedback, I recommend that you reflect on your intention. Ensure that you really want to improve the situation and help the other person and don't act out of frustration or the desire to retaliate. It would be wrong to label or judge the individual. For instance, thinking of Joy as the selfish and pushy sales guy who needs to be put in his place, to use one of the examples I shared earlier. Instead, do your best to separate the person from the problem and focus on the latter. Additionally, choose the right time and place for giving feedback Allocate enough time, at least 30 minutes as a rule of thumb, to have the conversation. If you find that the issue has triggered difficult emotions like frustration or anger in you, 
then I suggest that you wait for them to reside before offering your feedback. Finally, consider if it is feasible to meet on site. If you meet online, make sure that the cameras are switched on and that you can clearly see each other. Now, having done the necessary prep work, you're ready to take the first out of those six steps mentioned earlier. And uh, the first step is connection. Before you discuss the issue, take the time to check in with the other person, ask them how they are and what's going on in their life. This allows you to empathize with the individual and build trust. And this in turn will have a positive impact on the conversation and it'll make it easier to offer difficult feedback. You might say, for example, hi, Joe, it's been a while. How are you doing? Have you been traveling lately? And again, I'm building on one of the examples I shared earlier with Joe, the salesperson, the sales rep who promised a feature to a customer. Step two is describing the objective, the desired outcome of the meeting and stating the context in which the issue occurred. So you might say something like, thanks for making the time to meet with me, Joe. I want to talk about the feature request you recently raised and the impact it's had. And I also want to discuss with you how we can improve the way we handle feature requests in the future. Step three is addressing the actual issue. But rather than telling the other person what's wrong and what you want them to do differently, ask them to share their perspective. What did they observe? What is their version of what happened? And how are they feeling about the issue? Listen attentively with the intention to understand. This shows the other person that you're interested in what they have to say, and it ensures that you take in all the information. You might ask, Joy, how did the feature request come about? How did you experience the conversation with the customer and the following interaction with me? Then describe your observations. Stick to the facts. Don't judge, blame or accuse. Be kind but frank. Don't generalize, sugarcoat or exaggerate. State the impact that the issue has had, including the feelings it's triggered in you. You might say, thanks for sharing your feedback, Joy. I was very surprised and a bit shocked, to be honest, when I heard that you had told the customer that we would offer the feature in the next release. I can still feel some frustration now when I think about it. And it's put me in a very difficult situation. As we could not afford to disappoint the customer, I had to change the product goal we had agreed on and I had to deal with complaints from the dev teams and some of the other stakeholders. Step four is determining the causes. So once you've shared observations, then move on and explore the issues underlying causes and create a shared understanding why the problem occurred. Find out what caused the other person to act the way they did, what drove their behavior, what were their underlying goals and needs. You might say, Joe, you regularly talk to our major customers, right? Is there a reason why you weren't aware that this customer needs the feature when we met to agree on the outcome of the next release and its key features? Step five consists of determining the actions that are required to address the causes and improve the situation. Encourage the other person to come up with suggestions rather than telling them what to do. You might ask questions like, what needs to be done to stop the issue from recurring? And what will you do differently in the future? Additionally, clearly state the actions that you want them to take and share the changes that you are willing to make. The latter shows that you are willing to contribute to solving the issue and change your own behavior if necessary. You might say, I'd like to ask you to stop mentioning feature ideas to customers and instead 
focus on their ideas when you talk to them about future product versions. I'd also like to ask you to always talk to me first before you promise something to a customer. I'll do my best from now on to schedule the product planning meeting so that you can attend and share your insights from customer meetings. And I'll explicitly check with you and the other attendees that you agree with the decisions. The final step is wrapping up the conversation and closing the meeting. Ask the other person how the conversation went for them, how they are feeling right now and if the meeting was helpful. This allows you to get better at offering constructive feedback in the future. You might say, thanks for the open and constructive conversation, Joy. I'm glad that we sorted things out and I'm pleased with the actions we've agreed on. How did the meeting go for you? If you did not manage to develop a shared understanding of the courses and if you failed to agree on actions, then you are likely to experience conflict, which is a serious disagreement with an element of adversary. In this case, I recommend recognizing what's happening and then scheduling a follow-up meeting to properly resolve the conflict. You might say to Joy, it seems to me that we can't agree on what happened and why it happened. It's important to me that we address the disagreement, but it would be too much to do it now. Let's please schedule a follow-up meeting. I hope you felt my advice helpful. You can learn more about succeeding in having difficult conversations and offering effective feedback by attending my product leadership training course, which is available online, and by reading my book, How to Lead in Product Management. Thank you for listening. Mm -hmm.